Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph W. Basham, MD, and Andy Brappernard. Because the women folk, I, where did women folk ever come from? Why was it men folk and women folk? Yeah, women, men folk, women folk. What yeah. the hell does that mean? I, just all women, all it men. Sounds like, like it's probably s- derived from Old German. Old Volk. German. Volk. Volk. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, Volk folk. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant but in any case, the women folk are not here yet. But we thought we'd start without them. In any yeah. case, so this yep. is a, this will be a frater- this will be a fraternal uh, segment. Oh, f- yeah. well, all day because Kristen's not here. If we uh, none of the women show up, it all it'll be That's all fraternal. True. That's right. Kristen's not on today. So if there are no women, there are no women. What the hell's that? Yeah, the sororal component is not here and not showing up. So yeah, typical. That's all I have to say. Well, we'll see when they pop in. All I have to say that bumper music's sweet. Oh, dee dee doot. You can thank Doug for that. Dougie Sprinthal. Yeah, mm-hmm. talked nice. to Doug yesterday. I tr- I talked to Doug yesterday, and he's thinking of coming back to do the show two Thursdays a month. Oh, well, but can we use car selling secrets? That's not owned by them, is it? We can. Uh, it depends on if they ever trademarked it or copyrighted or anything like that, or copyrighted it. I kind of have a feeling they didn't. Yeah, Doug would know if they did. I would think. I would imagine. We'll get Dougie back in, talk about uh, car selling secrets. We have to redo the intro, though, because it says walls are in it. Well, we'll have to redo the intro, then. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Although walls are still uh, advertised on the morning show. That's true. But they don't on this show, so I don't know what we should do. Oh, I don't, yeah. Maybe uh, that's, a, that's a question for Hubbard. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. question for Hubbard. Yeah, there they you get go. added value, uh, you know, with our sales there. So who knows? I got to ask you guys a question because I'm having a real problem with, uh, with humor right now because everything's offensive. Apparently, Bluey Andy is getting uh, raked over the coals because apparently one of the, one of the, the mom or the dad character actually got on a scale to weigh themselves. Uh-oh, can't have that. You can't have that because everybody said, oh, my God, you're fat-shaming other people and it's disgusting you would do it. How is that fat-shaming other people if you weigh yourself? Uh, it's it, just cope. God. That's all it is. What's happening? We're fat-shaming you. Oh, not again. <laughs> the very hefty, very hefty <laughs> Catherine, there's no I doubt about it. Enough. What do you weigh, about 85 pounds? That's about it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Rather low. 
That yeah. might be a little low. Yeah, five foot nine, I'd be just a little grossly skinny. Let's, let's see what your BMI would be. <laughs> oh god, that would not be good. Let's see. Five. Here. You're actually closer to five ten, aren't why, you? Why don't you look up what BMI are you blown away in a twenty five mile yeah, an hour really. wind? Well, you used to be five. You were at least five ten at some point, right? No, Catherine. Sorry, I just unplugged something accidentally. Oh, well, see, there Her you go. BMI would be 12.6. There you go. For yeah, elucidation, underweight is 18.5. Oh, so she wouldn't even be underweight? No, she would be extremely underweight. Extremely, extremely underweight. underweight. 12.6 would oh. be like, yeah, verge of death. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. That'd be mm-hmm. gross. Yeah, there must be some calculation where you can put in the BMI and see what mile per hour wind yeah. will blow you over. When no. will I die when I hit this <laughs> oh, number? Here. No, Ralph, we have to, Catherine and I have a question for you. I'm not going to say where this was. Doesn't, it might have been in Minnesota. It might have been another state. There is a woman that gets on the elevator. And when she's not, you know, like in the summertime or whatever, when it's warm out, nice out, she literally, and, and Ralph, I'm not exaggerating when I say this woman has zero body fat. How the hell she's does she just, live? Not long, that's how. And does she, have, does she have the real skinny legs? Oh, yeah. Oh, no muscle just either. nothing but bones. No, you can it's see the just... tendons underneath the skin. Yeah. Oh, yes. you've seen her. Yeah, that's, that's right, Andy. That's I haven't seen her. Soul. I've seen yeah. people like that. There's a oh. lot of people like that out there, actually. Yeah, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who oh. have uh, don't Body eat very much or eating disorders mm-hmm. that uh, you go live into adulthood. And, uh, you know, we had a friend who passed. You know, she had an eating disorder, and she was in her 70s, maybe 80s. And she finally passed. She had no reserve yep. to uh, clear her lungs or anything like yeah, that. And she yes. had pneumonia, uh, boom, mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, people like that. You can find them online. It's called the Pro-Anna community. Pro-Anna, okay. Anna being anorexia. Yeah. It should be Pro-Anno, but Anno means anus, so I guess they don't want to be called that. <laughs> Pro-Anus. want to clear that up. <laughs> but there yeah, you the, go. Yeah, you, you can find people, they literally look like Saran wrap over a human skeleton. Oh god! And, that, and, and it's that, like, how are you alive? It wasn't that, the, that but that was a Japanese thing. Do you have a, a take a, a piece of eight by ten paper and hold it in front of you, and you were not supposed to. Your waist was not supposed to extend out beyond that. That was mm, a fad really? for a while in Japan. Yeah, really. Yeah, so that was. Well, in Japan, that might actually be doable. <laughs> yeah, without being yeah. malnourished. Yeah. So, Catherine, I mean, this woman, she cannot weigh more than eighty pounds. You think? Yeah, it's really sad. It is. Yeah, I mean, it's, she's just she seems very nice, but man, her arms alive. are skin and bone, oh, literally. Know. Yeah, that's mm. that's it's pretty gross. Yes. Uh, Poor thing. I mean, yep. it just. But yeah, well, you know, if she's ha- if she's happy, uh, you know, I, but man, that's not not healthy. It's, it's just not, not a, a good sustainable situa- lifestyle. No, no. Uh, All right, we're looking on the morning show now, and you guys can help out with this because we're looking for a a. Uh, Humor service to hire. You know, they write bits, the jokes, service. bits, stuff like that. Do they still have those? I'm sure you can find people, yeah. Oh, so Cy Amundsen, he was writing, uh, he was writing for uh, the shows, comedy for shows. Yeah, he was. Although you there's know, a writer's strike right now, so you might have a hard time finding. <laughs> oh, did they vote yes? Yes, they did. Of course. Oh. They, they strike every 15 minutes. They do. It's true. It's abso- yeah. That's absolutely right. Well, here I'm going to give you an example of how tough this is. Okay, because I'd like a joke service, like, you know, maybe three days a week, have a little bit playing on the uh, morning show. That'd be good. A couple other things. But uh, I'm going to read these verbatim. You tell me if you like any of these. This is from a joke service. Okay, you ready? One you hired or just some random? I didn't hire them. This is a random one. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, happy tax day, if there is such a thing, but for some, that plays such a big role in our lives, an even bigger role in our nightmares. Americans' uh, tax enforcement agency remains a mystery. That is until now, thanks to today's list of the top five little-known facts about the IRS. IRS stands for Internal Revenue Service. Unless you owe them money, then it stands for Irritating Rat Face Scum. Well, geez. What? You didn't laugh, Andy. Oh, man, that's... that's, that's... Yeah, that's not really a joke. No. That's just anger disguised <laughs> as a joke. Yeah, that's, okay, let's see if anybody even knows what this means. I happen to know what this means, but I don't know if you guys will. They process 130 million returns a year, of which none belong to Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes? That joke is like 20 yeah, years old. Yeah, I was going to say. I know, it's, it, that, <laughs> when was the last time you heard Wesley Snipes' name in the news? Wesley, yeah, Wesley Snipes, uh, you know, tax uh, issues. Catherine, I don't hear you laughing on your end. I haven't heard anything funny yet. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, it started in 1913 when politicians said, let's give Americans a, resate, a reason to hate April. Mm. These are supposed to be jokes. It's not horrible. Oh. The main office is a bad part of Washington, D.C. It's called Washington, D.C., well, Ralph, yeah. I haven't seen a smile yet. Oh, man, this is, this is rough stuff. They make sure tax day is always before 420, so stoners don't forget to file. An audit notice from them also functions as a natural laxative. Most of the 79,000 employees work in the division of Donald Trump. I don't get that at all. Because of the tax returns? Oh, they have to work on his stuff, okay. I guess. Some agents carry guns, but they ruin the effect of pulling it out when they say stop or I'll calculate. I, that could have been a good joke, but it wasn't structured well. It was, it's, it's like there was a good idea there, but it yeah. needed more time in the incubator, I think. Yeah, probably. If you owe them money, pay now. If they owe you money, check your mailbox in 2027. That is true, actually. But it's not funny. I know. It isn't. It's not, they're not Rodney Dangerfield jokes. He used to sell jokes out of the trunk of his car. Yeah. I mean, God bless them. I, they're trying their best, but is and the reason I even read that is is part of the fact that you can't be funny or people hate you. And I'm pointing out again, Bluey, because I think it was the mom that got on the scale. People are livid, saying that cartoon is fat shaming children. No, it's not. What is this? Just like three people on Twitter that no one cares about? Oh, this is a big national yeah, story. Is it though? Know. Well, it's on every, every news site, I will tell you that. I'll see if I can find it on the, the one here. I, I just, it's bluey, for Christ's sake. Is everyone excited about getting their $55 refund? Is that what it is now, 55 bucks? a $55 mm -hmm. refund? Yep. $55. What are you talking yep. about? Uh, uh, you know, our $17.9 or uh, I guess oh. with interest, it's up to about 18-some uh, billion. 18-some billion. Um, yeah. Apparently, you can. Uh, you're going to get a fifty-five dollar. It was twenty-one hundred. Now it's like fifty-five bucks. Well, how many? What's the surplus? Eighteen point nine billion. You, you said? can't make more billion. than. You can't make more than a hundred and ten thousand combined. Oh, uh, husband and wife. Eighteen billion divided by five point seven million equals three thousand one hundred dollars a person. There you go. For everyone in Minnesota. Well, first of all, and anybody yet, over 110,000. Well, then married, it should be even higher for the rest it. of us. Oh, well, the, well, they're going to piss it away on yeah, a bunch of, of different stuff first. Yeah. But yeah. here's my problem with that whole thing. So the people who actually paid the taxes in don't get them back. No. Yeah, exactly. No. 
And, I paid a lot more taxes than $55. But. And, and what does it cost to write a check and mail a check for $55? It may cost 25 to do that. Yeah, it might. It's, 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 not, it's really not worth it. No, it's not. It's pointless. Some That's probably people. what they're going to do. They're going to be like, we've calculated the costs, and uh, it's not worth trying to send out these checks. So yeah, some people make it buy $250. More votes. Oh, boy. So then it'll be worth it. Are they the ones that will <laughs> vote a certain way? Uh, probably. Probably. See, if you're in a surplus like that, wouldn't rationally that mean you should lower taxes? Yes. That's yes. exactly what you they You get well, more no. money than you can possibly spend, so you should lower taxes because you're clearly not spending it all, so you should well, take you're, less. You're thinking logically. Mm. The problem we have is that we've got a uniparty in Minnesota, and they ran yeah, we on sure we are do. going to raise taxes and make sure that everything is better for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, which which they can't do. Yeah. How do you reconcile we have more money than we can spend with we need more money? Yeah. Well, they can always spend the money. That's never a problem. Spending is never a problem. Cutting costs and doing it efficiently is where you run into trouble because that takes some intelligence and forethought. Well, maybe they but should uh, spend some of that money, money on the uh, the video game Bottomless Pit about a mile <laughs> away from here when you're trying to get on to Highway 394. Oh, yeah. St. Louis Park, there's the ramp onto 394. There's a pothole. Your your tire will explode if you run over it the wrong way. I thought they were fixing those yesterday. It's Arnold still there. Schwarzenegger. It's, He'll come over. Yeah, Schwarzenegger will He's been there for like two, three months, I think, at this God, point. Unbelievable. It's like, how about uh, forking over some of the money for that? How about... There's an idea. Spend all that money on, you know, fixing all the potholes, repaving all the streets. There's plenty you can spend it on, yep. but they're not doing it. No, they're buying votes with it. But yes, I don't think they're they going to buy many votes for 55 bucks. i got to be honest with you. You would be surprised. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, probably. It doesn't take much to buy a vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. Well, I mean. Very, it takes $55. <laughs> yeah, one of the more uh, cynicizing aspects of my life, I remember, was when I was youngish, I think like in my early 20s. I caught a bit of a Pablo Escobar documentary. Oh, yeah. So he was like a massive drug kingpin murdering, you know, pillaging his way through Mexico. I think it was Mexico, right? It was, yep. And they had these segments where they'd interview the people in town, and they all loved him because every time he came into town, he'd, like, throw them a few pesos. Yeah. That's all it took to buy their loyalty. Yep. He was murdering their neighbors, torching their villages. They didn't care. He gave them some money. Yep. That's all it takes. That's what this is. 55 bucks will be enough for some people. Oh, they're going to get my vote. I might get another 55 next year. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what's going to go on with all this crap going on in Chicago. These cities are just scary. And yep. I I did love that one side decides they're going to go to I don't even identify them anymore because they're both the exact same anyway. One side's going to have their uh their big meeting for their their club in Chicago, one of the most violent cities in America. It used to be the greatest. Now it's one of the worst of all time. And they're criticizing the other party for holding their convention 100 miles away from Louisville where there was one shooting. <laughs> I just love that. How they could rationalize in their own sick-ass noggins. Mm-hmm. We can do whatever we want, but you can't do anything. It's, it drives me nuts, and it's both parties that do it. It's all about making money. Yeah. It's, and, and, and some of the other things are, uh, well, let's say they, they Fox News, and of course it would be Fox News. Uh, they had a black, young black woman. She's in her 20s, I think. 
maybe 30s. And she said, and she said about the wilding that went on in Chicago. She said, "Where are these kids' parents? Yeah, where are these kids' parents that are just like going crazy down there? Yeah, stores are pulling out of downtown areas. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Portland is slowly shutting down. You know, all the stores are leaving the downtown area. Crime is just." It's the pressure, and people just don't want to put up with it anymore. So that rioting in Chicago last night was pretty bad, wasn't it? Oh, last night there was rioting still. They were back at it. I, get, I no. guess. Well, there was a bunch of teenagers Paris? that just came down into Chicago. I guess they've been yeah. doing it every night for every the last night. three nights, and yep. they're just destroying stores, and they beat the crap out of uh, a white woman who was trying to get into her apartment. Yep. Just a bunch of kids beat just, just decided to... I don't know. I've heard she's got a concussion. She's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. They pulled another guy from Michigan out of his car and beat him. And nobody knows why they're doing it. Because they can. And the, yeah, the politicians they just, they make excuses and say it's because they're disenfranchised. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what, what, do you, what does that mean? They're in school. It's supposed to be. They're, they're not in school. Well, they come at night. They're coming at night. And Lori Lightfoot is like, oh, well, they, it's a beautiful summer night, so they're coming down just to have fun. And a couple of people got out of hand. A this isn't mayhem. <laughs> she said, this isn't mayhem. This is, oh, like, normal. It's part and parcel of living in a major city. I just can't believe what they're doing to these cities. I, I, what do they want? Do they want them to be ghost towns and just run by drug lords? Is that what the goal is i don't know why people are staying i don't either Catherine, remember oh, how I much know people that have moved out of chicago remember how much fun we had going to chicago oh, back in the early such days a great city it's it really sad what they're doing it, and I this was right it. on michigan avenue yep it was right on michigan avenue right there yep. on the, yeah it was just it's just sad it was a, yeah it was it was a down it was down by the conrad hilton wasn't it down that yeah. way yep yeah. mostly yep. right in the right in the right in the night one of the nicest areas in chicago yeah, it's too, really too bad because great, great clubs, great restaurants, great theater. Great Chicago's a wonderful town, and the, why they're just turning it over to thugs who want to do nothing but cause damage, I will never understand. You know what oh, we once need? Once again, you have a completely one, uh, one party, one yep. party mm-hmm. states are very bad for business. I agree. Anything that doesn't threaten their monopoly on the government, they don't care about. Bring no, back the don't. machine. The machine. Bring back the machine and the dailies. Which that machine are we talking about? The Chicago machine. The Chicago machine. Yeah, they used to. They used to be all organized. You know that they had everything worked. Um, the if you needed something fixed, you need a stop sign fixed in your community. You called your alderman, and if you supported them and you were supporting the party, it was fixed the next day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fixed the next day. It was all taken care of. Huh. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets 
at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We have Tim with us. Tim. Are Some... we talking about Chicago, my, one of my favorite yeah. bands? Yeah. Yes, your band. band. Not the band, but the city. Yes, the band Chicago can't stop beating people to death. Yes, that's exactly (laughs) You know, I've only been to Chicago one time, and that was at the invitation of Peter Cetera. Oh, yeah. Doing a solo show, which was really cool. So my wife and my uh, two oldest children went to see him at the Rosemont. Not Not the main deal. It was a smaller theater. So I've never spent a lot of time there, but I know these days I wouldn't want to go there. <laughs> no, no, unfortunately. Very. I mean, unfortunate. Catherine and I had so many great times. I signed with a with a, a plus, which was a voiceover agency down there. Just working constantly. I love the people. Sharon, I she was the owner of the place. They had uh, agent. Just I loved working with her and her sisters, and it just. Catherine and I would go up and down Michigan Avenue going to these wonderful dinners and going to see plays. One saw Phantom of the Opera, as a matter of fact, which is sure. closing now after, what, 38 years? So, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, on Broadway, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I, I've recommended this show in the past. Honestly, I will look it up where you can find it now. But Kelsey Grammer played the mayor of Chicago in a show called, I believe it was Boss. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. And that mayor ran things a little bit differently than other mayors run it. Well, you should see it. What a great series, because he was an incredible hard ass. Oh, uh, Prime Video. You can see it on Prime Video. There you go. Three seasons and uh, Kelsey Grandma. Yeah, boy. (laughs) Much different deal with him running the city. Do yourself a favor. He ran it the old way. Do yourself a favor and go down uh, to Chicago, uh, run by Mayor Daly. See how that worked out. Yeah, mm. You didn't step out of line when he was the mayor, or it was your ass, which is how it should be. Well, there might have been a couple crews around. Yeah, and is something like that going to happen? Well, the people want law and order, they can turn a blind eye to let's have a couple of these crews coming back and just saying, hey, move along, move along. Why? I just don't understand why you have to either have thugs um, providing law and order. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you've got absolute mayhem. It's like, why? I just don't. What's well, the deal? Because police are bad. And police yeah, horrible. The police horrible are terrible, people. and you can't, you know, you can't trust them. So you have to turn this, you have to turn your law enforcement over to some other enterprise that can be a little bit harsher uh, with their uh, persuasion. Just to uh, familiarize people with Boss, I want to, because I really do want people to see this series. Um, Kelsey Grammer's mayor is um, diagnosed with Lewy body syndrome, which is this degenerative uh, neurological deal. So he's trying to hold on to his faculties while this is happening. Um, But yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, Ralph, uh, just today, I mean, boy, the headlines, they spin them on, uh, I won't say which particular radio network I was listening to, but boy, did they spin them against the cops. Oh, yeah. Every single opportunity they get. And, you know, coming from that world, I cannot tell you how much that pisses me off. But what do you do about it? What do you do? I mean, it's just the way 
things are now. That's the way, you know, media, they just have their way set against cops. And uh, I don't know. People buy into it, you know, sadly, but they buy into it. I don't know why they, they do. It makes You want to go through a world without cops? Let's try one. Why don't all cops stay home for a week? See how that works, right? Well, works yeah. I mean, yeah. it would be the real-life equivalent, uh, really, I mean, without saying Sorry. it, to the purge, to that, to that film <coughs> where, you know, you get the one night a year where you can go and commit any crime you want. Well, yes. effectively, that's what it would be like if you announced that, okay, cops are taking off this weekend. Could you imagine the mayhem if the cops took a weekend off? And that's, you know, if they didn't announce it ahead of time, which I kind of wish they would if they did it, just to show you, just to prove the point even further. Otherwise, if they didn't announce it, word would get, would get around real fast with social media and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. There is your alternative to non-policing. Just go for it, then. And that was one of the explanations for why this, these kids were turning out like that because of, of social media. They could, they could organize or they could be organized or they could be influenced to come together like that and act out and wild down there and go well, crazy. Well, remember when um, just a few year, couple years ago, I think I turned during the pandemic, but social media got it all wrong with something on uh, Nicolet Avenue downtown. Yeah. Where it was actually somebody that they did they um, take their own life or something, but it was reported, reported, whatever. I, I can't even say that. That's the word got around on social media that the, the cops did it. And then it was mayhem. Yeah. And then people yep. were busting huge plate glass windows, you know, huge windows and businesses. And yeah. So there's your social, social media for you. I mean, again, I, I said this, was it last week? Whatever. I mean, Twitter is a puke hole. Let's just be honest. It is. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the sort of thing that pre-Musk, it was happening. But uh, <laughs> I think it's it, it, at, at first it was okay. Uh, Twitter was was kind of fun, actually. Um, but boy, then once it went down, it went south, boy, there was no turning back. And it is just as hateful today as it's been in the last, I don't know how many years. Well, why don't they turn AI loose on it and uh, censor yeah. it like they do YouTube? You, you know, if, if you put something up on YouTube and it has any suggestion of you're selling uh, illicit drugs or any suggestion of nudity or sexuality, they could they are shutting you down as fast as you can, so that in getting yeah. it down, getting that, that filth off that uh, their their media. But if you put up violence, oh, oh, knock yourself out. Oh, really? You know, yeah, they take some. Yeah. They take some of the graphic stuff. The guy that uh, shot up Louisville, uh, he 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 broadcast that live, and now I'm sure that was taken down very quickly or, or never put up as a, as a YouTube video. But right. that, you know, yeah, they, they don't care about violence. It's not hurt anything. But you know, they they and, could turn AI yeah. loose on it. Yeah, not yeah. have hate speech. Well, you know, I don't know if you didn't see it. I only heard the audio version of it, but there's a simulcast of 60 Minutes on. CCO radio locally um, on Sunday and I was listening to your favorite Scott Pelly Tom I know Scott you love Scott Pelly, Pelly. Scott, Scott Pelly. Um, it was I think the bad. entire hour was dedicated to AI and just how frightening mm -hmm. the world is going to become once this thing is turned turned loose you know what's hilarious about that the first time I ever heard that was 10 years ago 
that AI needs to get be brought under control. That's way out of line. People need to be brought under control on social media because they're causing all kinds of problems with their lying. And that was 10 years ago on the KQ Morning Show. I will never forget that. And people thought, oh, you're nuts. for the, That's crazy. That's, that's not going to ever happen. Well, Andy, why did it take him so long to realize that AI could be as bad as it can be? I don't think it did. People have been talking about AI since the 80s, if not earlier. Yeah, no, yeah. that's true. Well, actually, God, when, uh, when was I have no mouth and I must scream? That oh, was written God. in... Um, 1967. Okay, no, no internet yet. No, not anything even close not to the internet, close. but it's about an evil AI that takes over the world. Yeah. So I mean, they were well, they were talking about this basically since the invention of computers. Yep. Yeah, well, say what you will about um, the Terminator series. I mean, one yep. science fiction, but what happened there? The... the uh, Skynet. The machines became self-aware, and next thing you know, it it was a nuclear holocaust, and it was, um, you know, the, the the world was destroyed by AI machinery. Mm -hmm. You know, self-aware robots, terminators, or whatever the hell it was. But you know, how, that was in the late '80s. Yep. You know, and certainly Hollywood has has done other AI movies. Mm -hmm. So I think it, it, you know, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy in a sort of way. You know, it's, it's really frightening. It really is. Indeed it is. Now, Timmy and Catherine and Andy and Ralph, mm -hmm. I got to get your take on this Bluey story, particularly because Andy's son, Ethan, loves Bluey. Do you know the story, Andy? Uh, maybe. Oh, you're going to love this one. The Australian kitty show Bluey is making waves again. In a new episode, Bluey's parents step on a scale and express dissatisfaction with the numbers they see. Then Bluey's dad tells the kids that he has to exercise more. People think that episode might damage kids' body image and even lead to dangerous problems like eating disorders. As one viewer said, quote, kids do not need to be watching parents hate on their bodies or exercise to get thinner. What are they talking about? They missed a big opportunity here. Another said, quote, body checking and needing to exercise because we're not happy with our body are actually disordered ways of thinking and behaving. There's a doctor in Studio oh, A right man. now. That. What do you think, Doc? <laughs> oh, I, I can't believe people would say that. I mean, there's, you know, there's carrying extra weight. I carry extra weight is less healthy than not carrying extra weight. Correct. Having a, having a reasonable BMI uh, within uh, guidelines. Also, having a reduced percent body fat kind of is important for your health. You increase your risk of diabetes. You increase your risk of heart disease. You increase your risk of uh, cancers if you carry extra weight. We know that. These are studies that have been done. And, yes, you can do that, and you can, but it, this is your real things, and you have to respect that as a health risk. It's, it's no, yep. different than a, uh, uh, no different than other racial groups. Some racial groups have an increased incidence of middle ear problems. Others have a greater increase, increased risk of high blood pressure. I mean, these are real medical concerns, and, you, and whenever you see somebody like that, I try, to, I try to inform as a physician, here are some things you have to understand based on your condition, based on your race, based on your, your background. It's a, rea a real thing. Nothing wrong with that. I operate on a black person or some person of color, 
their scars have a greater risk of having thick scars. Really? Heloids. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. So when you do up, you say, understand, your scar may not look as nice as, you know, on a white guy like me because it For blends whatever, in better. Yeah, we have no idea why keloids even uh, happen. That's, they just kind of well, do. There's a sense. But they, the sense, it's a genetic kind of thing. And, Right, but it's, it's an immune response, but like all immune responses, we don't really know exactly why they happen. Yeah, it's like the brain. It's still a black box to a certain extent. Yeah. So. That is the deal. So now we can't even be concerned about our health by getting on a scale and not liking what we see. So now that is somehow fat-shaming other people. Well, I, as a millennial, actually might be able to tell you why so many millennials have this viewpoint oh, okay. that dieting and exercise is bad for you. Okay. And that is because since a very young age, I and I assume most people my age were hammered that anorexia is rampant, it's everywhere and yeah, it's the most unhealthy thing true. in the world. Everyone's anorexic. So watch out because someone you know talks about how they're too fat, they might be anorexic. If they start dieting too much, they might be anorexic. You oh, got to get them help. They never talked about the dangers of obesity or being sedentary or anything like that. It was always anorexia for some reason. You know why? So huh. people it like was, yeah, it was just it was really happening a lot. It was very then. rampant was, in like the Gen when, X especially yeah, era. It really was. But then they went way overboard and basically told us that dieting and exercise is pathological because it means anorexia. So now you have an entire generation of people who think that. If you're less than fairly overweight, then you're anorexic. So you wanted my take on that? You know what that's really all about? Costs a lot of money to get fat. Think about that. Actually, well, it depends on whose money you're talking about. I'm talking about going buying groceries. If you eat three times more than everybody else, you're spending a hell of a lot of money on groceries that they're not. I had. You can buy a lot of really unhealthy food with a ton of calories in it. Yeah, for no money, food. but but yeah, still, you, you end up you, 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 even it's cheap, but you end up eating so many more calories. It's more expensive. I I, I talked to somebody the other day. He went on uh, one of the diets for oh, which one it was? It was uh, with uh, Sanford Health. Sanford Health has a has a system of uh, provided food and things like that, and counseling yeah. and diet and profile the whole, the whole thing. Plan. It's called the profile plan. Called? Yeah. and it's uh, yep. and it. Uh, you enroll in it, it's $500 per month. And yes. he says, man, that's a lot of money. I don't know if I really want to do this. He ended up saving money on food. Yep. Yeah. He ended up spending less money on that, even though the calories were more expensive and the, the better quality. I mean, the whole thing was just more expensive. The food per calorie was more expensive. He still ended up saving money. I mean, it is, well, when I was a resident, a young woman, she, she I was, had said something about the risks of a patient we were taking care of who were, were carrying extra weight that I, I said, increased risk of infection, things like that. And she said, and she said, well, I used to be that weight and weigh, weigh that much. And I said, how much weight did you lose? She lost, she said, I lost a hundred pounds. And she was, you know, just, just looked regular, just like, you know, anybody else at that time on the, on, my, on my service. And I said, well, what did you eat? You know, can I, my, what did you eat at night? She said she ate a whole loaf of bread with butter every Whoa. night. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Every that's not night. good for you. <laughs> you got your food groups. Bread. You got your fats. You got your carbs. Yeah. Bread, right. wheat's a vegetable. So you got your veggies, <laughs> you know. True. But that's, so you, it, it, it's hard to understand. Just we eat, we eat too much and calories are absolutely Dirt cheap. In yes, America. they are dirt cheap. Yeah, it's amazing. You we know have what my take is oh. on this. Where do I find my effing cave? 
<laughs> I'm going to go live yeah. in a cave. Oh, God. Uh, we have Joe on the phone. What are you thinking, Joe? So tell me something. What's it called when I call myself a fat ass? Yeah, well, exactly. It's exactly. called internalized fat phobia. Say what? <laughs> internalized <laughs> fat phobia. I think fat deprecation. Hmm. Internalized fat deprecation. Lipo deprecation. <laughs> Lipo deprecation. Isn't that amazing, Joe? I'm healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, denial is a big part of all of this. I'm healthy. Yeah. That? I said denial is a big part of all this. It's people don't want to admit that they're unhealthy, so they shame you for trying to get healthy. Uh, you're right. And you say you see that with pretty much any vice, whether it be smoking, drinking, gambling. If you try to quit, they're all going to tell you what a bad idea it is because it makes them feel bad about themselves. Mm -hmm. You're right. Go ahead and try and shame me. Yep. <laughs> You'd be a good guy to shame, Joe. That'd be great. I already know that I need to lose weight. I already know that I need to exercise. And like Doc says, a lot of things, a lot of bad things can happen to you being overweight. And they have. I have diabetes, I have high blood pressure. Um, I'm seeing a doctor for my legs because I have lymphedema and all sorts of weird shit going on with my legs. They're getting better. I have braces now that I have to wear for the rest of my life, as well as um, compression socks I have to wear for the rest of my life because I've got back. Yeah. And it was very, it, it was very easy to do it. I mean... Um, it's not an excuse. It's, it's kind of a, uh, oops, I did it to myself because when I quit drinking, I removed one large source of sugar and replaced it with another. Very unhealthy. I ate a shit ton of ice cream, shit ton of donuts, shit ton of, um, candy. And before I knew it, I was a fat ass. <laughs> Jake. Well, there it is, Joe. We, right from the horse's mouth, as they say. <laughs> Joe, thank well, there you. There you go. Um, better from the mouth than the other end. Uh, the, the, uh, you know, the, the other thing is we know that smoking's bad, and we have no We've trouble. known for a long time. And, and yet we just can't wait to legalize marijuana smoking. Mm -hmm. just, just breaking down the door to legalize that. So, you know, I think they're just Actually, huge. Actually, they're, they're talking about... Legalizing medical marijuana, they want it legalized by 2025, but you cannot smoke it. Ah. Yeah, well, that, that, thank God. Good, that makes good sense. Move. Good move. If, if, if you smoke it, you will go to jail. Huh. So they're, they're looking at edibles and other things and, and along that line. Well, it's kind of like in a lot of places, you're not allowed to just like walk around drinking liquor. Yeah. Like if you're at a restaurant, sure, or you can drink it at home, but you're not allowed to publicly drink. I think it's kind of the same deal. It's, you know, no one wants to breathe in that smoke. So you do you, but keep it away from me, which I think makes right. sense. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's, you know, and, and, I, and, I, and I kind of think that that's the way it'll be, although except for in Vegas, they have open drink laws. So they'll be, they'll be token outside there forever, I would guess. Yeah, I suppose that could be. Well, Vegas is a world of its own. Yes, it, sure it is. is. All right, Joe, we'll have a good day, Pally, and watch the, the, watch the calorie intake, man. 
no more food, no more city food. That's it. That helps. losing weight. Good. I'm actually good. losing weight. Uh, I know it sounds weird, but I can actually touch my back now. Something I haven't been able to do in, in several months. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. I don't have have to use a goddamn back stretcher to stack my back. I can just reach back and do it. Oh, and Melanie says it looks like I have been losing weight. So all I have to do is start hitting the gym more. Yep. All right. Well, keep in touch. Always. Thanks a lot, Joe. Take care. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye. So, Timmy, what do you... Now, Timmy, you've never had a weight problem, have you? Um, I mean, I am rotund. Um, my wife wouldn't, you know, she gives me shit about it, but I, you know, am I obese? No, but I'm overweight. Um, when I was, uh, when she met me, I was a beanpole. I mean, and you know, just short and tiny, you know, my mom was very short and petite. And, and so I, in my later years, yeah, but have I struggled with it? No. I mean, my whole thing about now is that I'm 195 pounds. I'm five foot eight. Um, and if anybody wants to look at me and laugh at me or point their finger at me for being overweight, I, my superpower kicks in. I don't give a shit. Right? That's, <laughs> oh, there you that's go. my superpower. I don't care what you think about me. Um, so I don't live with that sort of pressure. But yeah, I mean, like Joe, I mean, I don't know if Joe's got type one or type two, but I've got type one diabetes. So, you know, I made changes a long, long time ago, 30 years ago, in fact, when my wife was pregnant with our first child to quit drinking hmm. because I just knew, you know, it screwed up my blood sugar. So I think that has helped me. Um, and, and, you're, and he's right, though. I mean, you do replace it with things, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but not that I, you know, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't suffer from, I, I don't know. I, I've always had compassion for people who have had weight problems, you know, uh, but just for me personally, I just, I don't care, you know. I, I mean, if it got to the point where my family was genuinely concerned, I would do something about it. But right now I'm just at the edge of that. right scale where you know i could do something and and maybe take off 20 but i don't i mean but summer's coming up am i gonna get on the bike you know who who knows mm-hmm. who, who will find out but yeah so that's a long complicated maybe bullshit sort of answer to the fact that yes i am overweight but just by a little well, yeah, whatever. I mean, look, uh, when my youngest daughter was born, oldest, excuse me, oldest, uh, I was like 130-something. Wow. Really? Boy, that's five. thin. Yeah, that so, is rather thin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, too thin, way too thin. Yep. And, you know, I, I, you know, put on more healthier weight. And, I mean, if you look at the pictures when we, had, you know, adopted our youngest daughter, I was still thin. So that was you know, 17 years ago. So it's really been, you know, over the uh, last quarter of my life, because I guess at 58, you're approaching 60, right? So, you know, over the last 17 years, I would say maybe in the last 10 is where I really started to put the weight on. Mm-hmm. People can say, well, you know what? It's, it's, well, it's just age and all that stuff. Well, the other thing is I do have an occupation where I'm sitting on my ass mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. I just am. I go up and down the stairs to get coffee, to take the dogs out, whatever. But that's not good either. I mean, now my oldest son, who I was talking about, he's 30. 
that guy's thin as a rail because he is he's outside he's laboring you know yeah that's really all uh, it takes it really yeah i think so part of it has to do with my occupation so it's a matter of getting my ass in gear and doing some exercise and getting out there when i should be so but no look i mean uh again like i said i'm type one uh i go in for regular checkups um Tip top 100%, 100% healthy, apart from the fact that I'm overweight. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We you know, have it's not affecting anything. Wendy on the phone. Wendy. Yeah, like Joe, I also have type 2 diabetes. And yeah, I'm bigger than the average chick, but I'm working on it. I mean, at, at my worst, I used to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. Well, I quit that two, ten and a half years ago. And, uh, I, you know, of course, when you quit smoking, you do end up gaining weight, in my case, 20 pounds. But it's really funny because I'm great at maintaining. It's just the losing that's mm-hmm. the issue. So I'm working on it. I'm trying. One of the reasons I've been gardening so much is because it keeps me busy. And I, don't know, I get to eat the stuff that I grow, you know. I mean, do I eat well all the time? Absolutely not. But it is better than I used to be. But I have a question for Ralph. What is your opinion on, you know, the diabetic injectables like Ozempic and Trulicity? What is your opinion about doctors prescribing those to people that are not diabetic? Yeah, like Kim Kardashian or whatever. They're like, oh, well, that's a great. It's, do you see any negative effects for people that are not diabetic using those potential problems? Yeah, well, there's, there's potential problems with any drug. You know, the, the scary one is thyroid cancer. Very rare with that uh, drug, but still okay. that can be a bad actor. But it, it, any drug like that, if if you stop it, it can it can end up you have the recidivism or the the risk of gaining the weight back is very high. Mm-hmm. So you have to go beyond whatever dietary changes. You have to eat even less once you stop it and exercise even more to maintain your uh, the weight loss that you've had. Otherwise, you'll gain it right back. Yeah, because what that kind of thing does basically is it produces insulin, or it makes mm-hmm. your body produce insulin. So when you stop taking it your body is not going to produce enough insulin for a while, which means during okay. that period, you're going to have a really hard problem with a lot of things. And it's, you know, and it's definitely helping me get my A1C under control. Mm-hmm. But, and, you know, I totally agree with everything you said, 
But it just really disturbs me when I see people talk about, oh, this is a magic wonder drug. Well, what's going to happen when you stop taking it or if you don't make lifestyle changes? Yeah, yeah, they've reported that, is that the the chance of gaining the weight back, just like uh, regular weight loss, just like weight loss surgery, is the same. The mm-hmm. risk of gaining it back in five years is is very high, 70 mm-hmm. to 90%, depending on the person, or well, the people, population. I think and I think the scary thing about it for me is there have been times when we've actually uh, we've actually had to wait. Uh, you know, we, we've been put on hold, so to speak, because the drugs got so popular, but there's boutique doctors yeah. uh, oh, sure. diagnosing them. And then those of us that actually need them for diabetic reasons, we're kind of stuck. And I mean, I actually reached out on Facebook. I'm like, you know, saying how pissed I was about it. And I had a couple of friends who like, ah, I used to take this. Do you need some? Because I had some. And it's really sad when we have to. I mean, it's great, the people that want to share. But it's really sad when we have to get to the point where we're trying to, like, you know, find a trade zone for medication because people that are using it that don't need it are keeping it from the people where it's actually making a difference because it does is help really is there a shortage of this drug i mean because yeah. that's mm-hmm. what i've heard and the people Certainly. you're right yeah. wendy the people that need it can't get it because mm-hmm. you know it's a fashion drug and and i mean look jimmy kimmel joked about it during the oscars mm-hmm. i mean it's a it's a top of public mind it's out there you know, and when you're speaking to a large audience, I would imagine more people outside of Hollywood are going to try pursuing it and getting it. And before you mm-hmm. know it, people that really need it aren't getting it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was once I had to wait. Uh, I had to wait almost a month past when I should have gotten mine. Fortunately, since I was switched to a different dose, I had some of the slightly lower dose to kind of carry me through. But there's other people who don't have that. And fortunately... My uh, pharmacy, who remain <laughs> nameless, they said that they prioritize when they do get some in. They prioritize diabetics, and I'm like, thank you. That's why I come yeah. here. Yeah, but that's a that's a, a flawed thing because these mm-hmm. uh, the, the boutique doctors who who am I, I might say are making more off those drugs than a regular family doctor or internist or endocrinologist. Oh, for sure. They could just say, oh, this is a person's pre-diabetic. I'm prescribing it for that reason. Yep. And that just all goes mm-hmm. away. So so, so they either start making more or they have to figure out, uh, you know, thank the FDA for approving it for weight loss. Mm-hmm. Well, so and Wendy, you, you are indeed taking Ozempic or, or uh, an offshoot um, of that? I take Trulicity. Okay, so that's is, like the same sort of thing or what? I mean, I really it, don't it, know. Uh, it's kind of the same but different. It's it's slightly different. Ozempic, my insurance won't cover, but Trilicity, they will. Oh. And strangely enough, I know people in several different insurance plans where they don't cover Ozempic, but they do cover other alternatives. What's the over-the-counter, Which, over-the-counter price for that, I wonder? Uh, I actually looked it up. The over-the-counter price for it with no insurance, I think... Is like fifteen hundred dollars a shot. That might be a little, Ooh, that's a little that's high. Wow. Yeah, I don't get my no. I don't pay anywhere near that because of insurance and you know. I, I but still, it's like, do you want to lose weight that bad when you could just stop drinking or whatever? Because I mean, granted, yeah, we've been around me when I've had a couple of drinks, but that's rare, if ever. I mean, I'm not a big drinker just because it's not worth it in the end. I mean, I do like my food, but I'm getting better at that, and I'm getting better at, you know, 
have a prioritization list, you know, and I'm working on it, but it just irritates me because, and there also is something that people don't think about. I know, at least in my case, there is a mental health component with losing weight, you know, because oh, yeah. of how you, yep. how you grew up, how you were talked to, how you've been kind of made to feel. And, and you know, you hear people saying, oh, just get over it. Mm. No, when you have mental illness to the point where you have to be medicated for it, hands raised here, you can't just get over it. You know, it's a whole lot more than that. A lot more talk therapy, a lot more. It takes a lot more. It's kind of like you start way behind the eight ball. You can get there, but it does take longer. And as long as you have people around you that are, you know, that are there for you and will talk to you about things and are you know, willing to help you to support you, it does make it easier. But, you know, there are a lot of challenges there. Yeah, that makes total sense. Well, I'm glad to hear you're doing well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, except I've been sick for the last week. Thank you. My husband, apparently, when we got married, didn't understand that, you know, you don't have to share your, like, upper respiratory infections and severe colds with the wife. That's yeah, not Tom. like a Well, you mean, yeah, Tom, that was our daughter, yeah. not me. No, you gave it to me, though. No, I no. I appreciate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's ever. So on Rotten, t- on Rotten Tomatoes, Ozempic gets a 5.7 out of 10. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. No, I just, I just looked up. There's some drug rating that I just I looked up, mm. and it just says it's not it's – not, on out of some group of reviews, five point seven out of ten. So I don't know. Well, that's not good, mean, is it? Well, you not, know, what I'm curious how they rate that too. Is five point five out of ten? Is that for weight loss? Uh, who, or, who knows? It just it was just something that came up. I didn't read any more into it. Just mm-hmm. I was just trying to bring it back to bring it oh, yeah. back to I'm, this. I for like A one C control, and for A one C control, if you you know follow your physician's instructions, it, it does work. You know, I'm getting much better at being compliant and, you know, starting to use my CPAP machine again, and that is helping. But, you know, it's just people, if the drug isn't for what you have, kind of don't take it because you never know. I would have to agree with that. Don't tra- take drugs you don't need to take. That's yep. a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. All right, Wendy, we'll have a magnificent day. You too. You have a wonderful week. God, it is only Tuesday, isn't it? It's only Tuesday. That's exactly have right. Have a wonderful week. Thanks a lot, Wendy. See you, Wendy. So, Timmy, we learned a lot today, I thought. Yeah, you learned that I'm 195. I always said that, you know, if I tip the scale at 200, then I will spring into action. So, you know, I'm close. I'm close. Um but she was talking about A1C. Mine has generally been on the higher end, and, and my doctor looks at me as a modern medical miracle because of that. <laughs> oh, really? Um, but again, I mean, I always, it, maybe it's an excuse. I don't know. But I say, look, man, don't drink. Okay? I haven't drank for 30 years, more than 30 years. I don't smoke. I've never smoked. Uh, I don't do illegal drugs. The only drugs I do are in, is insulin, right? And, uh, you know, other whatever prescriptions legal prescriptions um so yeah i mean i think that's taken me a long long way the what i looked at when i was the reason the whole reason i quit drinking was my now late uh, ophthalmologist and i'm heartbroken over that because she made such a major difference in my life my eyes 
changed uh, with the diabetic, you know, background retinopathy. And she says, hey, man, look, I mean, if you don't get your ass in gear and get those blood sugars under control, I cannot guarantee you that you will see in 10 years. So when you walk out of an appointment like that and the first person you run into is your very pregnant wife with your first child, you say, I got to make changes. And boom, right then and there, I said, okay, take out the negative things. Whatever negative things are in your way, take them out. The first thing to me was the drinking. It's like, it, it, who likes feeling like shit in the morning after drinking? You yeah. know, going on? Yep. I mean, there's no upside to that. You know, so that was one of the major things. And like I said, again, I never smoked. So has that contributed? Maybe. I, I'd like to think it does. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there are things that you can do to help yourself. Um, and not that I'm against anybody drinking whatever. Uh, you can do what you want. I oh, mean, whatever, however it, you yep. want to cope. Yep. Whatever gets you through the night, as John Lennon once said. And Elton John. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's, it's a tough thing, man. And part of it is age. I mean, you know, part of it, I got a sedentary lifestyle mainly because that's what my work is. Sitting, I mean, I mean, it sounds funny, but I sit on my butt all the time. That's what I do. I write. I do, you know, shows like this and I'm sitting, you know, maybe I should get a portable microphone where I can run around and talk to you guys at the same time. Yeah, there know. you go. Yeah, for me, I, for me, what happened was I started getting, well, first I got that inguinal hernia. So I was on the couch for like almost a year after that because it mm. took it took me that long to get diagnosed and treated. And then almost immediately after that, I got a herniated disc. So that also made walking not very easy for like a good year. And yeah, just those two years of not being able to do anything, my weight went up 20, 25 pounds. Mm. Yep, it's just that easy. You, you really have to keep exercising. That's the number one thing. Because for a no, long time, my diet was... With physical labor. I would... I wouldn't doubt for a second that I would drop a bunch. Yeah, absolutely. My diet was mm -hmm. very, very bad for a very long time, and yet I was thin because I walked everywhere I went. I was always walking nonstop, so I was eating. God, for a long time there, I was just eating popcorn and Slim Jims and candy all day. <laughs> Somehow, my weight never went up. I know why. When you hit 30, it's all downhill. No. <laughs> if I walked as much as I used to, I wouldn't have any issue with my health. It just, now, you know. I have to throw something in because you said Slim Jims. Oh. And I told you last Monday that ever since I started watching that show, Yellow Jackets, which I have quit now. It's a cannibalism show that's hot. Everybody loves Yellow Jackets. I, hate that show. I got so sickened by watching that that yes. I have yet to have red meat. Huh. And it's been a week. Now, whether that has anything to do with my health, my weight, whatever, whatever, I don't know. We'll find out. But, man, you know, so there's there's that thing. What is it called? Aversion therapy? Yep. <laughs> I know. I remember one time I threw up coffee. I didn't drink ah, coffee for two years. Yeah, two years. I know what you mean. So, I mean, you know, there's there's those extreme methods, I guess. But, yep. you know, I don't know how, how effective our... Um, you know, people get these gastric bypasses or gastric sleeves or whatever. And, you know, I won't name them, but there are a couple of people in the industry that have gotten those high profile people that they weigh more now yep. than they ever did. And that's that's what I said. The recidivism mm -hmm. of the risk of gaining that weight back even after the surgery is very high. Well, it makes them feel invincible. 
they're like, oh, well, I have to lose weight now, so I'm just going to eat whatever I feel like, and the surgery will prevent me from gaining weight. And and by the time they've noticed that something is amiss, they're already they're 30 pounds heavier than they started. That's right. If if you if you look at eating disorders and if you're anorexic, that is looked at as sort of a psychiatric problem or psychologic problem, mm-hmm. a psychiatric psychologic problem, and that is not accepted by society. So if you if you if you were to say well, maybe if you, like myself, there's, there's psychological or psych, psychological reasons why you eat a lot. That's the reason I eat a lot. That's why I eat a lot. Then you might say, well, you know, that's not, that's not accepted. Uh, you know, it's, it's a psychiatric issue or psychological issue. That's not accepted by society. But a surgical problem is accepted by society. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it, you know, I, I can, you might, can we raise the question that says, is... Uh, it, it, having surgery for to we lose weight, trading a psychological problem for a surgical problem, because if you gain the weight back, you say, well, the surgery failed. Mm-hmm. Well, in it's your professional medical fault. opinion, Ralph, look, I mean, part of that whole gastric sleeve, gastric bypass, whatever, aren't aren't part of their stomachs surgically altered so they're smaller? Well, it, yeah, it, it depends. It's, uh, so, it, so it what it does is it presents a problem. Where if you're going back to that same weight or beyond that, isn't it stretching the stomach that was made to be smaller and therefore making your putting you in greater danger? Or or it's just, you know, it stretches the stomach or what it is, is that you're now eating calories that don't have the bulk in them. Yeah. So if you, yeah, all it does I, is you, stop you from eating volume, really. Yeah, if right. you want to drink nothing but Coca Cola all day, right. you're going to gain weight, even if you don't have a stomach at all. Or better still, milkshakes. Mm. <laughs> oh god. So you start, you start pounding the malts. Oh, what was that Baskin Robbins milkshake that went around the internet for a while there? Uh, <laughs> it was a meme because of how god awful it was. I wonder if I can find it. I love Baskin Robbins. Here Robin. we go. Them Baskin Robbins <laughs> Ore- chocolate Oreo milkshake. Oh, let's see. Oh, my teeth hurt uh, just thinking good. about it. Sounds good. A large chocolate <laughs> Oreo shake Ooh. has 2,600 calories, Whoa. 263 grams of sugar, and somehow uh, 1.7 grams of sodium. Oh, sure. Salty, sugar? It's oh. just salty, sugary, salty, 135 sugar. grams of fat, 59 of which are saturated. Enter salted caramels. So one of these is more than your daily value of everything. And how much does it cost? That's the thing is I bet they're like probably $5. Okay. Where are these available at? Uh, they were at Baskin Robbins. They got rid of them after the uh, backlash. Uh, okay. Yeah, it seems like they're going to have to do the uh, McDonald's thing after supersize me. Didn't they get rid of the supersize? Yes, they did. Uh, options after And Burger that. King got rid of – I think That's Burger true. King was Biggie, right? Biggie Fries? Or was that Wendy's? They all did it back know. then. They yeah, all had sure, like a sure. the you know make it even bigger than large. No, I wasn't asking where I could go get it. Oh, oh I feel better now. I'm covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that would be a pretty short trip to the afterlife for someone like you. <laughs> it's just, it, but that is twenty five. If you look at look at the menu items on some of the chain restaurants, man, yeah, there's one. You one, can get oh, some unhealthy stuff. There's if one you, you want. can go to, and for say thirty five, forty dollars. You can end up buying almost eight to nine thousand calories. Oh my yep. God! Eight to nine thousand calories. So it well, is like nothing. A, on a uh, similar note, there is a um, documentary on 
Jared, the subway guy, Uh on, I think it's Discovery Plus. Oh, God. I only saw the first episode. I mean, it is disturbing, unnerving. You know, it's very difficult to watch. But, you know, his whole thing was, I'm eating Subway every day. And and, uh, somehow, amazingly, you know, there are people like him. There are people, this guy that, oh, I, they do stories once in a while. This man, every day, he only eats a Big Mac, and he's done right, this for 30 right. years. You know, yep. that kind of thing. Yep. Where I don't know if they're just freaks of nature where, uh, you know, they can get away with doing that or if there is some sort of benefit sometime to eating whatever Jared did way back in the day. Boy, I tell you what, I'll talk about a brand that survived something that could have killed them. Yeah, with that guy getting busted. I mean, how they ever got away from him and and uh, and that image and 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 change their ways and survive and thrive as a business is beyond me. But God, it, yeah. So if you want to be disturbed, and I usually don't recommend disturbed, but this whole Jared Subway thing is pretty unnerving. Yeah, well, so, so much of uh, weight loss is ritual. You have to go into a ritual. Either you have to, you're taking your Ozempic, which is a ritual. You are exercising every day, which is a ritual. You're only eating a certain thing, which is a ritual. So people can eat just a Big Mac, one Big Mac every day. As long as they don't eat anything else. Anything else. Yep. You yeah. can eat anything yeah. you want as long as you eat a small enough that's amount right. of it. And, it's, and so you get into this ritual or this, pat, this pattern kind of a thing. And that's how many people lose weight. And the problem with that is that once you try to enter back into normal eating or normal behavior, mm-hmm. you know, you go, you go back, you flip back into, you know, eating too much. So well, I'm only speaking from personal experience. I'm projecting on everybody else. <laughs> I like that. But I am. What's well, true? It's true. This, this is exactly <laughs> how I, I've noticed. I have an eating disorder, and I can't break it. So I got to get ritual. So you actually do have an eating disorder? Yeah, I eat too much. I eat too much. Yeah, most people. I'm do. carrying most an extra deuce. Do, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I could draw. You know, I, I, I mean, it's funny you say that, Ralph, because I think a lot of people they do have a disorder too. They just don't want to admit that they have a disorder because it seems like a negative connotation with that. But yes, if you eat too much, I have one too. I eat too damn much. Yeah. Wendy you said know, it. That's, that's a valid point, you know, that you're making. I, I grew up. I don't, finish everything on your plate. What about, you know, yep. finish all the, you know, people are starving in the world. What would you want to be one of those kids? You know, eat everything on your plate. Oh, we have this little extra, a little extra left here today. Let's, let's finish this up. Finish this up. I don't put it in the refrigerator. It's too little to put it in the fridge. I mean, on and on and on. Well, they have the exact same thing in Japan, though. And Japan has a very low obesity rate. Their kids are raised to be taught that there are seven gods in every grain of rice. So if you don't eat every single grain of rice on your plate, those gods will be mad. Hmm. <laughs> That's the uh, just big another lesson. way to get your kids to eat. Yeah, but they, right? they're not. They're not eating. They're not eating that much, as much rice. That's yeah. the thing. Well, yeah, to it's... say that I I was very good at pushing stuff to the side of my plate to make it look like I ate some stuff. You know, it's so weird. When I was a kid, it's so strange because I hated eating when I was little. I mean, I was just like the scrawniest, pickiest, most weird eater. And my parents just pulled their hair out of their heads trying to get me to eat. I was standing in the corner. I was sitting there for hours waiting before my mother would finally let me get up. I just didn't want to eat. I was healthy. I was fine. I never did that to my kids. I always said... Uh, if I gave them some new food, I'd say, could you just please, I just want you to eat three bites. Cause first one is like the shock to the, your, 
taste buds. Second one's get used to the texture. And the third one is you'll actually decide whether you like it or not. And they were not picky eaters because I didn't force them to eat. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I, most kids, I mean, sometimes, Alex, we go out with the kid, with the grandkids, and sometimes they just, they go through days where they're just not eating that much. Yep. And then all of a sudden they're eating everything in sight. That's right. a gross spurt. I don't know why we fixate on how much kids eat. They're going to eat if they're hungry. Yeah, it's right. exactly right. Three meals a day. Got to have three meals a day. Yeah. My, and snacks and they're going to be fine. And it they don't have to eat as much as we think that they're supposed to eat. Yeah. As long as they're growing, as long as that mass that's is right. going up, then that's yeah. really all that matters. Right. I, but I was fed some of the best food in the world by my parents. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> I mean, I mean, truthful. They said they were foodies. My dad was a foodie, and I was eating the best stuff in the world, fresh stuff out of the garden. Yep. I, mean, I can't tell you how good the food was. Yep, my and, mom had a and garden I ate too. It, and yeah. I ate it. And we are back with stretches picks. Who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. One thing about the whole, like, overeating is a disorder thing is that I wonder if it actually is. Because, I mean, yes, it's harmful, but it seems to be the default state of all living things where if you put too much food in front of them, they'll eat it. Whether it's an amoeba or a human being, we all overeat. So it's yeah. not really disordered so much. It's yeah. more like a design flaw yeah, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, well, if you, if you, you have a dog and you give them food, they'll yep. eat it. And they'll, they'll eat, eat it. it. And they'll, they'll eat, eat it. it. And, they'll, and they will gain weight. That's if you've right. ever had a dog that got into their food bag while you were gone, they basically just don't stop. Yeah. They keep going, they throw up, and then they keep going some more. Roman, very Roman. Yeah, very much. They, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Got to build a vomitorium for your dog. <laughs> but it's like it's it's more of a symptom of living in a culture of excess than anything. Because yeah. yeah. I don't think you can cure the desire to overeat because it's built into everything that's alive. You just have to not present yourself with the you know, opportunity to overeat so much. Yeah, because as animals, we starved. Yep, exactly. Evolution is a starvation kind of thing. And then look at so many food cultures in the world. They're starvation cultures. Japan, uh, China, mm -hmm. Italy, those are came out of starvation things where you ate everything and they make stuff out every of the weird, last thing, Every yeah. last Iceland, thing. Iceland, some of the food they came up with in Iceland because yeah. they didn't have any other choice. Yeah. Yeah, putrefied shark. Mm. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Well, if you didn't eat that, you didn't eat. You yeah. died. And alcohol alcohol was developed to a certain extent because it was a natural preservation of calories, safe preservation Beers, of calories. Yeah, very high calorie, yep. lasts a long time. Yep. yep. That's why they put rum. That's why pirates are famous for drinking rum. It's because you mix rum in with your water. Water doesn't go bad anymore. That's right. But you, 99 you, bottles of beer on the wall. Exactly. And you put it, And you put in a little... Put in a little quinine, a little lime juice. You don't get malaria. You, you get don't that, get scurvy. Yeah, exactly. That's why got, they were called and limeys. And you, and you got and you got the and you get the you get the best rum and tonic you can imagine. Yeah, exactly. And that's a, that's what they were drinking basically all the time back then, is because they had no other choice really. I'm sure they weren't unhappy about it, but they also had no other choice. What's, what's the next blockbuster? 
Let's get let's get let's get the to next it. Blockbuster. Well, I tell you what, the current blockbuster is friggin' Super Mario Brothers, yeah. man. It's yeah. doing well, I hear. Movie. I really love the movie. And if you haven't taken the grandkids yet, uh, no. uh you haven't, Catherine and uh, Tommy. You haven't yet. No, nope. no. Nope. Go and you will so much. You will enjoy yourself because a, it's not just a little kids movie. Yes, I think it's tailored more towards the younger set, but it is just so much fun when you can sit in a theater and watch kids just the way it used to be with our kids, you know, and you guys with Andy and Alex. It is so much fun to to go to a movie in that sort of setting. And that's exactly what Super Mario is. Um, but as far as the next boss, blockbuster, I don't know. I mean, Renfield bombed. It did, uh, we, didn't it? it? It really hit the wall. And um, I have a good feeling about um, Evil Dead Rise because, again, I have seen the film and it is just... It is spectacular. I mean, it is a great horror film, straight up horror, you know, even though it was horror comedy before this. Um, but it didn't cost a lot to make. And that really is what it kind of comes down to now. Right. I mean, Renfield cost 60 million dollars to make and it only makes seven million dollars uh, domestically in its opening weekend. I mean, it's dead on arrival. I mean, you just cannot make that amount up. But when you get a film that's produced for $20 million or whatever, I don't know what the official number is on Evil Dead Rise. I mean, it will get a hit. It will become a hit just, you know, in its first weekend. And then word of mouth will build and add on to that. And uh, so it will be a hit. But, you know, otherwise we're talking about the Indiana Jones, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will probably be huge. Uh, and that one's coming up early May. And, and Indiana Jones is june and then we have mission impossible dead reckoning part one i also believe that's in june so yeah there's some good stuff coming up i'm looking forward to i like it well, i need some i need some movies to watch because the movies right now are not very good well i don't think you're gonna like any of the things that he just mentioned no i no, watched an no. older maybe movie maybe renfield if you like cage and and look <sighs> Because of streaming now, uh, let's just say, for example, Cabin in, no, Knock on the Cabin, which is M. Night Shyamalan's latest picture, mm -hmm. it came out in early January. It didn't take long, maybe six weeks before it landed on Peacock. Cocaine Bear, uh, which uh, came out I, at the end of February, is already on Peacock. I definitely so, want to see that. That mm, looks hilarious. Yeah, so you can see that <laughs> streaming now. So, you know, yeah, movies might not be good enough. I, Cocaine Bear definitely was. It was great. Um, and, and knocking on cabin was great. Uh, but nowadays, I mean, it's not that long, long wait for it to hit video before you can just, there's so much stuff going on before you know it. Movies like cocaine bear and, and knocking a cabin and Renfield probably will be about a month before it's on, uh, Peacock and there you can get, just get it there, you know? So there's just not a lot of movies that are worth seeing in the mm -hmm. theater anymore. I, again, I loved the super Mario experience. I love the experience of it all, but for the most part, look, man, if you're going to give me a link uh, and give me the choice between that or the theater, I'm going to take the link and I'm going to watch it at home. Well, what kind of uh, screen setup do you have at home? Yeah, it's not that big. I mean, it's about 50 inch screen. OK, so nothing you know? huge. No, like home no, theater no, setup. Kind no, of thing. It, it's, it still works. You know what we do have, though? We do have a digital projector that mm. we can position and, and probably get a 20 foot wide uh image on one of our ceilings yeah. that's kind of planted and we've done that in the past it's kind of a pain in the butt to set up and 
and then plus you're looking and your neck is cranking weight you know you're yeah on the ceiling i don't know but uh you know um my wife picked up a canvas that we can uh hang on uh the ledges uh on one of our houses hanging over the porch um where we could conceivably take it outside and and watch it under the stars Ooh. which we have done before which is kind of fun mm-hmm. uh so you know there's there's different ways about it but Look, man, you get a 50 to 75 inch TV and you got a good sound system. I mean, that's really all you need, right? I mean, going to the theater and for the most part dealing with pains in the asses with their cell phones, mm-hmm. I don't want any of that. <laughs> and normally I don't get any of that because they take phones away at screenings, you know. Good. They should. They should take everybody's phone away. You yeah, should not be allowed to bring definitely. a phone. Yeah. I suppose you can't stop people from bringing their phone in because of emergencies at home or whatever. Right, right. Well, you know what, though? I mean, it's not so much the reason. That's not the reason they take them away, you know, because they mm-hmm. um, are annoying people because you're seeing lights shine. It's mainly because people can't get and record any of the footage from the preview of the film oh, to get sure. leaking out. That They're protecting themselves from piracy more than anything. Okay. And piracy doesn't necessarily mean the whole picture. It could be that you're, you know, you tape the end of Avengers Endgame, you know, where, spoiler, Iron Man dies, and you get that out there, that's going to kill the prospects for the picture. You yeah. Know? yeah, but Iron Man's coming back. Well, I wouldn't doubt it with all this multiverse stuff. So. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there are no rules at this point, <laughs> if you think about it. I mean, there there's an no infinite rules. amount of every superhero in there, man. You're you're fine. So, hey, yeah. you know what? I got to get going. But is Kristen coming on today or not? No, no. Oh, bummer. I would, next time you talk to her, ask her if she's seen Yellow Jackets. Get her opinion on it. I'd really like to know because, again, it just hit me in the total wrong way. Oh. So, but anyway, everybody have a great uh, week. And Tommy will talk on Friday about Evil Dead Rise. Sounds great. Thanks, Timmy. Okay, we'll see you. Tim Lammers. Yeah, there's there a book written by uh, Larry Niven called uh, um, Lucifer's Hammer, and in that mo- in that book, there was a there was a it was it was, it, it was an apocalyptic kind of thing, and the, the survival. Well, what does humanity do? And there was a group that were cannibals, ended up being cannibals to to survive this apocalypse, and it that is so that was so unnerving disgusting in the book Lindsay had to skip through it when she read the book it was just terrible i this yellow jacket saying i ain't what that is not ain't happening i didn't care for it either got to be very honest oh you watched it watch what did we watch two episodes Catherine? yeah i think so did you like it well tim liked it last time we talked to him yeah, he did. I don't know. I don't know if he gets, doesn't remember, but no, it he got was, gross. Apparently, he was saying that it was really good, and we were like, mm, "Isn't it just Lord of the Flies?" Yeah. But the cast yeah. is good. Um, I, I like the cast. What about the I cannibal that, deal? Well, I have. We haven't gotten nearly that far. Right. We're still trying to figure out what the uh, obviously the big <sighs> secret is is that they were cannibals. So I mean, they t- kind of tip their hats, and also. It's um, it's Lord of the Flies. And, it is, yeah. Uh, you know, I read, I, I read that already, and I, I don't know. I just don't know what else you could. I mean, it's female Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. They were cannibals. Oh, I don't yeah. know if they yeah, were cannibals. They, like kill, they were killing each other. They were but killing each other. I don't know if well, they were actually cannibalizing. I think, be, I think in the oh. days that Lord of the Flies was what a nineteen fifty-four book. 54? Yeah, I think cannibalism would have been too outlandish to even put in yeah. a book. 
Probably. I, I, I think that you could kind of maybe think that maybe that's what they were doing. Um, yeah, no, but, there was no know, cannibalism in Lord the The fact Flies. that everybody turns feral when they're hungry. Yeah, that is you true. Know? And when there's no society, everybody's turning feral. Look how people are acting in Chicago. They're acting pretty feral. Well, it's interesting that, so Yellow Jackets is basically a fictionalization of... Um, the the crash that happened in the Peru Don, or whatever yeah, it was. Donner, yeah. Dahmer. No, Donner, not the Donner whatever. Party. No, that was Donner another party. thing. They just boxed. Oh, that was another thing. Okay. And this was the us. the movie Alive. Yeah. With the plane. Yeah. yeah. That yep. wasn't yep. the Donner yep. Party. That was some. They were in like South America, Uruguay. The Uruguayan rugby team. Um, and the real life thing that actually happened, where they crashed in the Alps or Andes or whatever the hell Andes, mountains. Those not are. Alps. Andes. No, the yeah. Alps are a little far away, but. And they actually did start to have to, like, eat the dead bodies of yes, people. Yes, they did. Yep. But in reality, they actually stayed very measured. They didn't start turning on each other and killing each other and stuff. They were all working together to survive because it was their best option. So when you get things like Lord of the Flies and Yellow Jackets, it's actually less realistic when they make them all just, like, go insane immediately. Because that's actually – when you're in a survival situation – you don't want to suddenly become like the guy who snaps and becomes a danger to everyone else because they're right. just going to kill you. Yeah, you know? <laughs> the first one's going to get eaten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're the crazy guy, you're not going to make it through that first night. So, I don't know. I just think it's it's kind of passe, I think. The whole like, oh, yeah. the darkness within humanity. It's like, yeah, I get it. I've seen it a million yeah. times. I don't know. I it like I said. I I might give it one more shot. Um, yeah, the cannibalism thing. I don't really want to watch that. But hopefully, maybe they don't. They're not just you know. Well, yeah. There's a difference between killing wolves. someone to eat them, eat, and there's this died. preserved dead body, and we're starving. Yeah. Guess we got to eat it. There's a big difference between the two. Yeah, and it's also weird that they landed somewhere in North America in the Canadian wilderness and they still couldn't be found. I mean, it's like Canada's, you know, no cell phones. Unpopulated. Does it take Canada actually Uh, in the north, in like the Yukon, Northwest Territories? There's no one there. It takes place in '96, so no, no cell phones. Yeah, it was there were no no cell phones, but these these (laughs) women were on an airplane going to a soccer. Yep. Um, New Nationals. Jersey high school girls soccer team going to yeah, Seattle. So where could they be going that would be so remote? Yeah, from New Jersey to Seattle. From Jersey to, you I, know, nobody knows where we are for months. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't, it wasn't real plausible. Well, especially be, the only reason yeah. the um, Uruguayan rugby team, which this is a girls soccer team, it's obviously, you know, it's a take on this. Yeah. Premise. Yeah, yeah. But the only reason they couldn't find the rugby team was because they crashed high up in the mountains and the snow and the wind and everything made it impossible for them to see by their rescue choppers. Because multiple planes did fly over them. They just couldn't see them because there was so much snow everywhere. So in real life, when a plane goes down, they know where it went down. So they can just go look for you. Yeah, they look for it well, with a satellite. And satellite pictures are Well, even are in 1996, enough. they just yeah. send a helicopter over there, look for you. Yeah. And if they see the wreckage, there they are. There they are. The only reason they usually can't find a plane like that is because it goes down in the ocean. Yeah. And, you know, there's, you know, there's no evidence once it goes down in the ocean. But, yeah, the flight paths and everything, everything is recorded, so you know exactly where to look. Yeah. So I wonder how they uh, 
explained that away. Or they just didn't, because a lot of TV shows I've been finding don't really try to explain that kind of thing. No, away. they don't They anymore. don't expect you to think at all. No, they don't expect you to think. <laughs> i got to run this story by you guys, because I cannot remember the last time that I went to fast, a fast food place. Do you guys go to fast food? Very rarely. No. I, and I didn't, it's not like I'm avoiding them, I just never go to them. Like back in the day, I like to have the McDonald's or, oh, sure. you know, but across the board, I pretty much like everybody's food. But I, when's the last time you guys went to a, a fast food chain? Oh. Uh, probably um, Burger Fi. But that's oh, yeah. not really that's fast That's not really food. fast. That's like a gourmet burger place, yeah. I guess uh, I'd say. Oh, I, I had In-N-Out two months ago, but it, that was someone went, decided to go there, bring in it Vegas. back mm. in Vegas. Yeah. We go to Culver's maybe once every two months, something like that. I like Culver's. It's yeah. usually like, well, I think the last time we went was because it was after we landed coming home from Florida. Oh, yeah. And, you know, right. it was like 7 right. o'clock or something like that. Ethan needed to go to bed. We just needed food. So we just, which is the reason fast food should exist. It's right. food that you need now because of existing circumstances. Right. Well, here's a story that uh, how the world is changing because I think the four of us are not, you know, standalones. I haven't been to a fast food place. I can't even tell you the last time. It's been a long time. Um, as far as fast food goes, this is about as big as it gets. McDonald's is changing its burgers, including the Big Mac recipe. Doc, what do you think? Oh, big, big problem. Because that stuff tastes were... so good. I'm, it does. That though those products are they taste good because they were designed well. I just hope they got good designers because man, that stuff tastes so good. Well, here I you go. I thought Burger King was closing a bunch of them. They have been. Burger King's been struggling. No, this is McDonald's. I'm talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, McDonald's isn't. <clears throat> I thought they were closing too. Mm, I think McDonald's is doing fine. Oh. Is Burger King suffering? I didn't know that. It's been suffering yes. for a while. Mm-hmm. What happened? I don't know. People just don't care about it. I used to love Burger King. I used to be able to, if I had to eat fast food, Burger King did not make me sick. Yeah. I was that way until I was about... always makes me sick. 30. Once I turned 30-ish, I can't eat Burger King anymore. God, it's weird, isn't it? It's gross. so strange. Okay, here's what they're doing at Burger King. Excuse me, McDonald's trying to get you back in. Uh, The Big Mac is getting more Big Mac sauce. A writer for People Magazine tried it. She says it makes it more like a messy pub burger than a, quote, run-of-the-mill drive-thru thing. No, but the Big Mac sauce is not something I'd like from what I've never had. No, it's it's basically just... Thousand Island. Yeah, it's basically Thousand Island dressing, but slightly less sweet. Right. Which, Uh, The buns are changing, too. They'll be softer than before. McDonald's describes them as pillowy buns that are freshly toasted to a golden brown. So that sounds good. Yeah. Like that. The cheese will be meltier. It's not clear if they're changing the type of cheese or just melting it more. The Mm. onions are changing as well. Instead of tossing them on at the end, they'll add them to the burgers on the grill to create a more caramelized flavor. Yuck. No, you don't like that? Give me raw onions. Really, oh, I hate them uh, both. I'll eat them both, but man, those cooked onions, ooh, a lot to be said for that. If you cook the burger in the onions, like at White Castle, then you got something. I've never I liked caramelized it. onions. Really? Mm. Just slice them up raw, put them on Love that burger. Them. Yuck, I mm. Love them. Delicious. The changes don't just apply to Big Macs. They also apply to regular hamburgers, cheeseburgers, double cheeseburgers, and McDouble. I don't know. What's a McDouble? Isn't that just a double uh, cheeseburger? Another burger. Yeah, probably. 
So they are uh, revamping a big chunk of their core burger menu. The new burgers are already being rolled out in a few West Coast cities, including Denver. Denver is not on the Denver. West Coast. That's not right. West Coast. Wait, what? That's written in New York. Yeah, how far? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, how right. far is Denver <laughs> from the ocean? Let's see. What, Denver is miles? 750 miles. 750 from miles. From the ocean? Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's yeah. hilarious. Coastal, nice coastal town, oh 750 miles from the ocean. They name five cities, and uh, two of them, three of them, are nowhere near the ocean. You got Denver, Seattle, Phoenix, Las Vegas, and L.A. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Phoenix and Las Vegas and, and Denver are not on the West Coast. That's Phoenix right. is only 160 miles from the Pacific Ocean. But it's still not on the West it's Coast. It's not on the coast, but... Uh, they're also using it a chance to bring back the Hamburglar. Well, that's good news. Oh, about oh, time the, the Hamburglar, hamburglar back, huh? back. They posted uh, two 15-second ads where he scopes out the new burgers through binoculars and then steals them. The last time they used him in ads was 2015 when they went uh, with a weird humanoid version, just a guy in a mask. But they went back to the cartoony version this time. Yeah, the uh, there's Oh, yeah, a... I remember the actual guy in a costume hamburger. Yeah. It just looked weird. There's a, The new hamburger is a guy in a costume. He's got 10 double cheeseburgers on his plate. And he's got a big plastic head with a hat. So that's good. Hmm. That is a good thing. So what do you guys think of that? Will you try the new food at McDonald's? No, no. I'm, I, didn't, I don't go to McDonald's. Hell no. So. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try it. But then, I, I think I've gone to McDonald's twice in the past decade. So, yeah, yeah. I don't go to McDonald's very well. Ooh. The burgers all make me feel horrible. I might be right on right in line with you. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not. The fries are okay. The McNuggets I like. Well, fries are really good. Eh, they're okay. Really? They've always been picked as the best fries out there. Yeah. But the McNuggets are the only thing at McDonald's that I actually enjoy. But I don't know. Just not enough to go there. Yeah, but that cheese that melts differently. Sounds like a manual. I, I mean, I want, I'd want to know if there's really dairy in it. Maybe it comes out of a cracking tower. Like it's a byproduct of <laughs> byproduct of making gasoline or something. Yeah, it's like nice. some plastic product. It's cheese with a Z. They can't. They're not legally allowed to call it cheese. That's right, with cheese with a Z. All right, one more story to close out the show. I love this story. Have you guys seen the video of the pizza delivery man in Philadelphia when the cops are chasing this guy down the street? Have you seen this? No. no. you got to watch it. All three, you got to watch it. A Philadelphia pizza delivery man is getting praised for tripping a suspected car thief that was running from the cops. At that point, police were able to apprehend the suspect. Uh, so basically, the cops are chasing this guy. And this guy, he's chased, they're chasing about 6'8", six, 6'7", six, six, right? And there's a pizza delivery man. So he hears them come. He turns around. He's still got the pizza that he's going to deliver. And he kind of walks down the sidewalk. And the perpetrator decides to go around in front of him instead of around the outside of a car. Right. And as he's running by, a guy just sticks out his foot and trips him. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. you got to see the video. Have you seen it, Andy? Catherine? Yeah, I'm watching it right now. Catherine, you looking at it? No. Oh, you're not. Okay. Isn't, oh, man. Isn't right. that phenomenal? Running full speed and tripping and going, oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, man. Yeah, but that guy could get sued, though, is the thing. For helping the cops? For technically, you're not allowed to do something like that. I'm sure oh Officer Dave God. will weigh in and oh say, don't God. do that. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, this guy could, uh, if that guy had gotten hurt badly, oh yeah, he could have gotten really? sued for everything he was worth. You're trying to help the cops apprehend a perpetrator, and you can get sued. 
Yeah, it doesn't matter. You don't have the uh, qualified immunity like a police officer does. I guess. And that's what qualified immunity is for, is, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. It's like, you know, if someone's committing a crime and you accidentally hurt them, then you don't get sued for your yeah. net worth. Whereas a civilian, you can't do that. Yeah, but if you're if you're a civilian and you use any uh, use force to stop the harm of somebody, yeah, well, he wasn't hurting anybody, so he was just running away, and you don't know. Well, yeah, it depends he, on if it's like self-defense or the defense of someone else. Right. Whereas this guy was just running from the cops. You weren't actually defending and, anyone. And you don't know if he's running from the cops or whether he should be running from the cops or not be running. I mean, right. Afraid of the cops. Yeah, yeah, maybe he was just running because he was like he heard uh, gunshots or something. That's you right. You don't know. That's right. All right, that is going to do a hell of a show today. I thought, Catherine, how's your weather? It's really nice. <laughs> Good here. Well, it's not bad here. It's going to be. It's going to be fifty something, right? It's going to be fifty and partly cloudy. It's forty-eight and partly cloudy right now. Fifty-five. It's going to be today. Yeah. But tonight. Oh, yeah. He's got the, Twenty-six. Yeah, it's going to get down to the forties again for the next week or so. Twenty-six at night. Oh, how pleasant! All right, we will talk to you tomorrow with the family.